0: My skin is black. What you um, looking at? My man. skin yeah. is black. I feel what so good to be black right now. Welcome black. to episode 73 of the Black in Fashion podcast. This is the first episode of the year. I'm super duper excited um, and I feel like I've kind of missed out on a couple episodes like with the holidays and like my birthday and traveling and like transitioning like the business and stuff like that so I just wanted to like recap last year and discuss like the ways to like 360 like your entire business Um, this time last year I had gotten laid off Uh, I don't know if you guys remember that episode of my testimony literally was the same exact day last year and I was all teary eyed and stuff so you can catch that episode as well so I just wanted to reflect on the last year And just give some advice, some tips and stuff like that For growing businesses during a pandemic um, As well as like what I did to be successful And just kind of, you know, talk about those things So because it's a new year, we have brand new sponsors All black owned businesses So our first sponsor is uh, Sunny D Travel So make sure you join the Sunny D Travel Vacation Club And save for your dream vacation or any vacation with Ease with various perks and personal consultations. Each trip will be truly a vacation to remember. The Sunny Devil, the Sunny D Travel Vacation Club is the only vacation club that helps you travel the world when you're ready. Work, save, travel, and repeat. So make sure you guys join that and make sure you guys look into your travel. Now Speaking of travel, my birthday was last Monday. I went to um, St. Lucia by myself um, for six days just to reflect, realign, and um, you know meditate and just kind of figure out what's next for me and my business. So what happens is, and what I feel is and I'm going to be completely transparent, you may have these certain dreams and goals and stuff like that that you want to accomplish, and then you get to that either really, really fast or you get to it and then you get either stuck, you get complacent or you get in a space where like, you almost end up disliking what you love um, because you've opened it up, become successful and like, you know, you've let other people into it. employees, clients, stuff like that, then it ends up becoming a headache for you. Is sometimes that you have to realign yourself and just figure out what was the mission at hand. I definitely suffered growing pains as well as success this year. And I definitely also learned a lot about myself this year. Um, so between January and December, oh, thanks for the happy birthday wishes. Between January and December, um, I definitely went through a 360. So I basically started January off. It was just me by myself. Um, I ended up hiring my first employee in January. And once I got that first employee, I felt like me, like business started to like really, really pick up for us. And once business started to really pick up, it was just like, OK, now we need some extra help. So then I started hiring interns because I wasn't really sure whether or not I could afford it. But before, I'm actually jumping the gun. Before I even hired the interns, another one of my great friends, her name is Lily. She ended up getting laid off too. So when she got laid off, she came to me and she asked me, she was like, "I think I can help you like take your business to like the next level." And I was just like, "Okay, what do you have in mind?" And she came and she laid out an entire plan for me. So this was, I want to say, She came up with this like March or April. So this is in the midst of me like hiring interns too. And she was just like, I want to, you know, manage your social media, do creative direction. Because what I think is that if you like, market yourself more and create a lifestyle that is what's gonna help people really get in touch with you and they're gonna get in touch with the business so when she initially told me the price as a growing entrepreneur i was just like oh child like i don't know if i'm gonna be able to afford this but she said something to me that really resonated with me and she didn't never she never lied she said that if she was doing what she was supposed to be doing i would be able to afford what it was and she was absolutely right because as soon as I let her take over and start doing all of the social media, the consistency, the graphics, the the filming, the creative direction of just me as a whole, the business definitely took off. Now, I say all that to say that sometimes you definitely have to just partner with your friends or people that you know, because she literally did not have a fashion background at all and still doesn't have a fashion background. Her background is just in marketing and in like creative direction and beauty industry, actually. But... I took a chance on her, and because I took a chance on her, and I was her first client. Um, and this also was my first time giving somebody, you know, complete, you know, hundred percent creative control of my business, um, and all of my businesses actually, because I own four. Uh, the LC Apparel Consulting Agency, the Black and Fashion Podcast, Collier Vatine, Inc., um, and the Black Girls Designer Club, Non-For-Profit. So all four of these businesses, I let her take on all of the social media. So if you have someone that in your life um, that is great at, you know, halfway great you know because you just never know take take pride and just like take your pride and put it to the side and like let them do it so I was open to the fact of us collaborating you know and us creating something together honestly like she was just as much part of my brand as I consider myself like she definitely was the one to go to the next level so definitely collaborate with other people because it does help you get to where you need to be that happened in May I launched a website in May. However, before I even launched a website, the business was successful basically just because of social media. Hi, Miriam. Um, It was social just, just because of social media. And you can really, really build a business on social media. You just have to be consistent with your posts. I also use the promotional ads. I... Catered to certain demographics And certain interests So when I would go in And I would utilize these promotional ads I would put in what the age range was For what somebody that I think That can utilize my courses or my services I would put in the location I would put in what their interests were Because it'll gravitate towards certain people And what I did was I wanted to offer services, but I also wanted to offer courses. And that's what I mean by like 360 in your business. Like as a fashion designer, you also have to have multiple strands of revenue. And multiple strands of revenue come with you creating more businesses around your business and your lifestyle. So, i.e., like I said, I have four. All four of my businesses are fashion business. Businesses, but they run separately. One is a non for profit, one is a media company, which is the Black and Fashion podcast. One is a clothing brand, and one is a service based um, company. So with doing a service based company, a clothing brand, a non for profit, and the media, that's four different revenue streams right there. Along with um, I decided to write a book. Now that adds Arthur like to the resume and stuff like that. And then the services I also teach. So now that's adding education to the resume, and that's also a different share the revenue. So it's important that as a designer and as an entrepreneur, that you turn into a, a, honestly, a serial entrepreneur, because that is the way to make sure that you constantly have revenue coming in. And then the biggest piece of advice I can also give is to make sure that you brand your name as like a super corporation. Um, and then put all of those other businesses underneath that as, like, LLCs and not-for-profit. And what you do is, all you do is you keep that money going, like, full circle. So, basically... Um, Collier Bateen Which is my Clothing brand Pays money To LC Apparel Consulting To create The product Samples And do the Production But then Collier Bateen Also pays money To the Black and Fashion Podcast To promote For advertising The money That the LC Apparel Makes Goes into The Black and Fashion I'm sorry The Black Girls Designer Club Non-for-profit Because that is My charity of choice And non-for-profits Don't get taxed So what I did Was I created Like you know Like Pretty much what the big tycoons do, like what LVMH group does. Like they created multiple brands underneath one umbrella and everything just goes 360. And that's how you make money. You make money when you create, when you turn what you love or your passion or whatever you are doing into multiple strands of revenue. So I go on to say that like just this year alone, I was able to go from a one woman show to a team of 10 people in less than eight months right because i was in january right i had my first employee in january i got more employees in like may april so yeah i went from one person to being 10 army strong in very in a very very short time and that's because the money was flowing in and the service are flowing in and they still are um we are very we've gotten very big that we've had to completely restructure our entire business so when they always say about being an entrepreneurship and how sometimes it can exceed you and then you get you start to fall short in the business then it's time to do like that check back for yourself so with me I have to constantly constantly analyze the business to figure out what's working and what's not working and of course I'm a new entrepreneur I don't have all the answers but being surrounded by great team members helps you grow I take everyone's opinion into account. I made sure that during the hiring process that I was being very transparent about what I wanted in an employee. I want people who have an entrepreneurial spirit because like I said, I don't have all the answers. So I want people that are okay with making executive decisions, with coming up with new ideas that are just as ambition and driven as myself so that we actually can grow together because my goal is for everybody that works for me to actually own their own businesses. And I don't want them to you know, to work for me you know, forever. I want them to transition and to become entrepreneurs within themselves So that was the whole purpose of getting people with like like like-minded people on your team And that's another big piece of advice is to have people around you and ask personal questions when interviewing like, you know and I mean, like, person, like, how you're, you, you need to understand the way someone's minds work before they put you on your team and give them, like, different scenarios and ask them about, like, you know, how do you take constructive criticism? You know, like, it's a very, very valid question. Like, how do you like to learn? Like, are you a loner or do you like to, like, work in, like, a group setting? And all those little, like, characteristics, traits of the way somebody thinks is will tell you whether or not they're going to make a great team member on your team. Um, during that time, you know, of course we had both, like we had team members that were great, you know, and that are still with me and that I've given promotions to. And then we had other team members that tanked and the ones that tanked to me were the ones that did not understand my vision as far as like getting things done. And I had to either let them go or they end up quitting. But you have to be quick to fire and slow to higher. (laughs) Because what happens is you're going to end up wasting your money in all honesty. And people can really, really sell themselves during interviews, and I realize that. (laughs) Um, But when it's time to get things done, and it's time to work and stuff like that... so. they don't live up to the expectations. So another thing that you can do, which I found to be very, very um, helpful for me, was to give people working interviews. Let them come in for a couple days, absolutely pay them, but do not give them an official position until they, hey, hey, uh, until they actually, don't actually give them an official position until they have proven themselves. And then for me, I'm one of those people who I don't like. I would never pay someone minimum wage, especially in the fashion industry, knowing how much it costs and the fact that we do reside in New York. New York is one of the most expensive places to live. So I also made the mistake as a business owner um, and giving people a little bit more than what they were worth. So way beyond minimum wage, but there was an equal medium there that I honestly skipped right over because I just wanted to make sure that they were happy. And I wanted to consider the fact that we're in a pandemic and people really need money right now. That was a mistake on my part and what I and it was pretty much about learning a lesson for me. And I learned that hey, like maybe you should start a little lower and still not minimum wage, you definitely still have to pay people what they're worth. But graduate until giving people raises and reviews. Like, I'm not one to feel like you have to wait a whole year to get a raise. I am completely open to giving a raise in two months, three months, four months like, whatever amount of time that it's it takes you to get you know, for you to show me. So, I will tell someone to you know, hey this is what you want. I can't give you that right now until I see it for myself. Soon as I see it, boom, it's going to be a raise, like right off the bat. So that's another thing I encourage uh, new entrepreneurs to do is just to take your time when you're hiring people. Definitely let there be like a probationary period so that you can really make sure that you are getting your money's worth and that you're not wasting your money on someone who's just there for a check. And best to believe, you can absolutely tell. I was able to weed out the employees that were there for a check versus the ones that were there for the long and those are the people that are currently still on my team. Now, another thing that I did that I think was very, very helpful and successful was I invested into a business coach. Um, I went out to LA to the Fashionpreneur retreat. Shout out to Jess, um, a regular Jess. She had a, an amazing retreat. Now, during the retreat, I Honestly, the reason why I went to this retreat was just to honestly see what she was doing because, to me, at the time, she was doing exactly what I did. So I just wanted to understand, you know, what she was, see who her clients were, and then a few of her. Previous clients had told me that I Should go they said you should go to the Fashionpreneur retreat even though you already know All of the information what's gonna Happen is there's gonna probably be A lot of women there for you to network with For you to talk to so in My mind I literally was taking a trip to Paris the week before and I'm like I'm already spending all this Money on Paris to go out there and that was My solo trip to you Know find my inspiration for my own brand Because I myself have not created a Clothing line in about four or five years So I'm like to spend all that money to go to parents and then to come and go to LA and probably spend a a lot more money to go on the retreat. It's just a lot. But my goal was to make sure that I left that retreat with the amount of money that I spent, whether it was via consultations with people, services with people. And I did absolutely that. During that retreat, I make sure I was very verbal. I had my business cards. I pretty much told them that I did exactly what they do here. However, I do it Over in New York And come to find out Most of the women That were on the retreat Were from the east coast So it just made more sense For them to work with me So I actually did End up leaving The Fashionpreneur retreat With about 15 clients Currently still my clients And you know Will continue to work With me every season And Jess also doesn't Even do that portion Of her business anymore Anyway she's strictly Into online learning So that also opened up The door for me To come in And just scoop up Those people who Don't want to make 25 units Who don't want to make 30 units like they really want to start off small and as a new designer like you should not have to be forced to invest into 20 to 30 units yes you're gonna pay more per unit when you start off small but you're gonna sell right through those things and that's what this is about like making sure you sell through your products and that you're not sitting on inventory and that you're wasting your money so I say all that to say when you're developing products and all the people that are currently working with LC Apparel Consultants to think beyond just the clothing that we're making for you because initially that investment that you put into product development and fabric sourcing and production, you're not necessarily gonna see a return on that investment right away. As you continue to utilize your patterns and the things that you've invested in, you'll see more of a return maybe the following season one of the biggest pieces of advice that I give to designers is do not redesign every season. Utilize the the patterns that you have. Your patterns are your intellectual property. Like they are the intellectual property of your company. If you redesign every season, you're paying more. It's just to do sample making, which is the reason why Some designers tank within their first couple collections because they're remaking, remaking, remaking instead of updating. And that's the difference. You should be updating and not remaking things, um, if that makes sense. Because what that also does is create consistency in your brand. You're not giving people totally different um, collections every season. You're giving, well, you're creating brand loyalty. And that's what you want to do. Like it's okay to pop in a new style here and there, but you have to create brand loyalty. And the way you create brand loyalty is by offering um, your clientele what they know you for, but then offering them something else, whether it be um, a perfume, a a course, a teach something. Like you have. That's why I was like, I wanted to really do this podcast and just talk about the the three hundred and sixty of the business. It's just like I can't tell you exactly what to do. But you have to offer more. Can you write a book? Can you teach a workshop? Like, you know, just like think about all the different things that you can do to bring in clientele. For me, I love to cook. And I find that a lot of creators like to cook as well because we're naturally artsy. We love to like put things together, which is what cooking is. Coming out with a cookbook, it's called for the fashion of food, like, and then that's also a different revenue stream, but me also doing something that I love. So it's just about tying all of those things back into what you love. What else can you offer? Can you offer an accessory? I make, I make outerwear. So, of course, now I offer hats and I'm going to offer scholars and gloves and things like that. Just like what else can you offer your consumer that they can purchase, you know, small if they want to support or they can continue to purchase big purchases as well. So the business coach is what taught me that mind state. My business coach, um, her name is Tiana Von Johnson. I definitely recommend her. And she sold herself at that retreat, you know, about all the different things that she can do. She definitely took my mind To a different state so that I could constantly make sure that I'm able to support myself because as entrepreneurs, that is the thing we pull our hair out about the most is making sure that we can pay our own bills. Not to mention, like I said, I grew from one person to being a team of 10, um, making sure that they can pay their bills. Like I have 10 other people that rely on the success of these businesses in order for them to actually, you know, take care of themselves. That is a lot of pressure. Okay, a lot of pressure, and it's hard sometimes for me to even sleep at night, because I'm just like, oh my God, funds are low, people are not paying, I can't make payroll this week, they have to get paid, these young women work their asses off for me, and men, I got one guy, they work their asses off for me, they they, are, they come in late, they stay late. I'm sorry, they come in early, they stay late. They come in on the weekends. They do things outside of their job descriptions just because they're they're in it to win it, you know? And they definitely want to all 360 themselves. And what I did was I also challenged all of my employees to do that as well. I said, hey, what else can you do besides make clothes that's gonna bring in revenue for you? I need you guys to come up with business plans because whatever else you can do, I'm gonna help you mold it. I'm gonna help you figure it out And we're gonna either have you started here And tested here And offer it here And then we're gonna turn that Into a business for yourself And that's how I can push them out the door And have them being entrepreneurs on their own Um, I definitely say that You know, I got a lot of different advice From different people That have been in entrepreneurship Or in business Or not in business Throughout this entire year Definitely people I got more than enough I ain't even gonna say people Men I had a lot of men trying to tell me how to run my business. (laughs) And the men that were trying to tell me to run my business, um, I got that I, I paid the employees too much or that, you know, isn't it a conflict of interest that they're designers too. Like all of this hoopla. As a manager, as an entrepreneur, as a businesswoman, my goal and my job is to uplift other women. That is what I'm that's what I would sit on this earth to do is to help other women get to where they need to be in life. So what I did was I had to find myself constantly blocking out things that people would say to me about how I should run my business when they're not even in my business. I can see if I was getting advice from somebody who was in at least my field, (laughs) at least in my field, knew something about my field. But the advice, it was just, it was it was flabbergasted. I I don't know. I thought it was hilarious. I'm just like, you know, I'm not listening to you, right? And I'm, I'm very blunt and I'm very direct. So as you grow your entrepreneurship, you definitely will find different people, whether it's family, whether it's friends, whether it's people who think they know a lot about business or they've been in business 20, 30, umpteen years. You have to follow your gut. And you have to do what's right for you. And that's what I did this entire year. I followed my gut. I went above and beyond for my team. I made sure I traveled and I took them on trips so that they could network and do stuff. And I just made sure that everything that I did, I kept in mind the financial side I'm not, I'm not an accountant nor am I ever good at accounting, but how I felt was every time I spent money on something, it definitely was a risk. Every time I invested into something, it definitely was a risk, but you have to spend money to make money. And I took several risks and every single one of those risks ended up working out. So trust your gut, trust that you got it and that you can do it. And the moment you actually start to put your all into yourself and your business, that's when it grows. Like I said, I got laid off this same day last year, and I didn't know how I was going to pay any of my bills for February. But in three weeks, I damn near tripled what I was making, like, at my regular job. And I had a good job. I was a, a product development manager at a you know at a really great company. But I, as soon as I started investing into myself, that's when like everything started to like completely change over. So, um, just. I don't know. I think that's like my biggest piece of advice is just to make sure that you are staying organized. I think that was one of the biggest things that I you know I had to work on. Time management is a big thing and just being analytical in every situation about what's the best and worst. You will not always make the right decisions. You will sometimes make bad decisions and then you go back and you reflect on them and you figure out different ways to make things easier for you. So don't think that you're gonna just up and get it all down in one rip because you're you're probably not, <laughs> that's for sure. Um, what well, I do want to make sure I mention another one of our sponsors, um, Elite Candle Club, it's 100% natural, it's handcrafted in Brooklyn, um, it's essential oil infused soy. Um, I actually have one burning right here, um, they can see it on the YouTube camera, but they won't be able to see it. I'm going to put it here for you guys can see, this is the melon water candle, it smells absolutely amazing, this is a black owned candle company. And I um, have a different candle in every single room of my house um, at a different scent. And I just love the way it smells. And it definitely brings like a a different aroma and aura to my house as a whole. Um, I've been going out of my home for the last seven days. The first thing I did when I came in was light the candles in each room. And each room has a completely different feel. So make sure you shop Elite Candle Club. It definitely will be um, something you want to keep in your um, keep in your home at all times and you will be able to click the show notes to go directly to the website now back to what I was saying hold on people are asking y'all can ask me questions too I wanted I, I am live and I am doing YouTube too but I do want to open it up if someone has like specific questions about certain things I am more than happy to answer them this is all golden and the comment about how men try to cut in is such a topic to explore. Oh, yes, we'll talk about that. Because men always think that they know more than women in business and they feel like they're trying to protect us and they don't know shit. So let that let that just go ahead and roll off your back as well. All right, so as I kind of walk through, like, the entire year and the entire process and stuff like that, um, I started to create, and I'm even doing it now, like, different ways of creating making money, I find that right now and where we are that education is key. No matter what industry you're in. So if you can provide some type of mentorship, training, course, workshop, tour, anything of that nature, Can help just give you an extra bit of like revenue. People love experiences, whether it be you creating like an installation or doing like discussion panels. Or um, I have partnered with some of my now clients because they have businesses, and like me and one of them um, are doing, we're putting our organizations together and we're doing like a boss meetup brunch. So, of course, the first time we do this boss meetup brunch is gonna be free. But after that, like we are gonna charge, and it's something that we're gonna do either. Um, quarterly or like you know two times a year but it puts a lot of like-minded women um, in the same room to be able to network with one another and help one another and share advice and share tips and that's pretty much what I've learned just this entire year like that your network is like your like your network is your like your net worth is your net worth so when you when you connect and you talk to people you never know what they might do so as far as the podcast goes, let's let's talk about podcasting. I know that podcasting, you know, you don't see results from podcasting right away. You absolutely don't. It definitely is an investment. Whether you create, you're buying your own equipment to do it, and you know, spending your time editing videos and um, audios and stuff like that, or whether you're paying for someone else to do that stuff for you. So you have to get into a mind state that this may not be a term, return on my investment right away, but eventually it can be. And then where can you take that? Black and Fashion Podcast started off as a podcast, but it's actually a movement. I have t-shirts, I have hats, I have mugs, and I sell those on my website. People purchase them all the time because being black in fashion is an entire movement. Um, I also do, and I've started, me um, and my operations manager for LC Apparel Consulting, we started doing pop-ups. We did our first black and fashion pop-up where it was nothing but black fashion vendors in Brooklyn, and what we did was just create a space for people to come and network and you know sell their merchandise because first of all everyone's been stuck in the house um, so people just want to get out you know they want to get out and they want to shop despite that and we definitely in a time and we should have been in a time where we we're supporting black businesses anyway so this was a great opportunity to do that so then of course we did it again for Black Friday I wanted a Black Ass Friday what better to shop Black than like on Black Friday and you know upon talking about it and figuring. It out, we're just like we should do this every month. And we should do this in different cities. So that way we're bringing out different cities and like going different and we're bringing out the black fashion and the black um, business owners in those cities to be in the same place at one time. Because really what it's about is just like collaboration and just like bringing people together. And now I've been told by a lot of people just like from doing our pop-up shops that like they increase their clientele and they actually sold more at the pop-up shop than they have sold in like three or four months. Because sometimes people just want to be super duper handy on with the product and see it and just be there to support so that's a way of taking podcasting from being just one strand of revenue and you and the way you make money clearly from podcasts is like advertising sponsorships and stuff like that now you can talk about how much you want to you're looking for sponsors and I want a sponsor and I want to advertise with people but until you actually do something to make them want to then it's mail and void. I created a proposal. I started sending it out immediately to the people around me that own businesses. And I talked about, you know, it's on Spotify, it's on Apple, it's on iHeart, it's on YouTube. Like, you know, we're big on social media. And then we cross promote with LC Apparel Consulting, which also has a lot of followers and you get even more visibility and you're getting the visibility from people that are actually interested in there. People who follow the podcast and people who follow LC Apparel Consulting are interested In fashion Um, They're interested In purchasing And buying black Because that's all That we promote So when you put that out It's like hey This is my 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 fan base and this is what they like they want to invest in black designers they want to do stuff so now if I go and I ask somebody if they want to advertise on my podcast they're going to say yes and that's all I did like I sent emails I, I text and I hit the people around me because I network this way lateral I don't network up I come to the people around me how can I support the business and the people around me and they support me so now the podcast pays for itself via sponsorship and ads it also you know I sell merch and then I do these events where, you know, you become a vendor. So that way that pays for itself. And that also creates revenue. So think about it in that aspect. When I first started the podcast, it wasn't necessarily about that, but like, as I grew into changing my mindset of creating things all as a business, then it became that for me. And it was just like, okay, now I got to do this. Another thing that I did this year was I relaunched um, my Calieva team. I took my time. This was my baby. This is something that I've been doing since I was 19, since I started design school. And I, you know, was all over the place as a designer. I was making prom and bridal and special occasion. I think I even did like a a lingerie collection at some point. And I just wanted to kind of hone in on who I was as a designer and go back to what I love. I love bags. I love jumpsuits. I love jackets. So I decided to hone in on those aspects. And what I did was I just took my time. I'm not in a rush because fashion isn't going anywhere. I put out my bags. My bags did really well. They sold really well. Now I have like a little bit of leftover stock that I invested in that I have put on sale now. Now, another thing that I did was I came out with my jumpsuit collection. Now, my jumpsuits are very like occasion-driven jumpsuits. Like they're... It's something that you want to wear out. However, because we're in the state of a pandemic, um, people aren't really shopping as much as they're used to and they're not going out. So for me, I did not invest in stock of my jumpsuits until people started to buy them. And as a designer, that's your key thing. You have to test the market first. I, As much supporters and fans and stuff like that that I have and people that love the brand, you still have to test the market because you just never know. And there's no reason to invest in products that are not selling. So I... Put out seven jumpsuits, seven bags, how I always do. The bags, to me, that got the most traction is the ones that I made a lot of. And those are the ones that sold the most. The ones that honestly had the most likes, the most comments and stuff like that. Same way with the jumpsuits. Like, as, and now, like I just make them as they come in because there's no reason to invest in it if they're not selling and then you're just sitting on it so I buy you know I bought all the fabrications I got my patterns graded and stuff like that and that's what I suggest from any designer that's just now starting out like have things on ready but don't go full-fledged with it until you have it always have your fabrics on deck because that way if they are not around anymore or they get sold out you already have the stock of it have your patterns graded to different sizes so that you already have it and you can get that item out to the consumer faster so just think about those aspects when you're creating collections And stuff like that Like just invest in the things that make sense Only make the products that you need to make Do not do multiple pieces of stock If you don't need to do it Like there's a way around it And a way of selling product without having to do that So definitely want to do that And then smaller things Is what I've known Is what I've seen sell faster bag sell faster, scarves sell faster, accessories sell faster. Can you, you know, work on creating like a fragrance? Or can you work on creating like a cosmetic, a lip gloss, a nail polish, like something of that sort? Even like down to like body butters, body butters, hair oils and things like that. Like there's a lot of different things that you can do and a lot of different products that you can offer um along with your colon line just to drive through like sales and to create revenue and to create income. And that's pretty much, the I would say, the only thing I really did within this past year was keep my mind rolling as a business owner. And that's why I was able to get so much successful success in a very little time. And then consistency is absolutely key. I post on LC Apparel Consulting at 10, 2, and 5 every day. Same way with the Black and Fashion podcast. You get three posts a day. You get a quote or a shout-out or a spotlight of something and then you get something educational based. And then you might get something that's service based. So social media is definitely the way that I pushed out all of my businesses and those are the ones that's consistent. My clothing line business is I'm not always super duper motivated and that's okay. Like as a creative, I have my ins and my outs. I notice that I don't have as much sales sometimes with those things because I don't push it as much. I push right now. I've been currently pushing the things that make the income. And that's okay. I can always double back to it. That's why I'm saying fashion isn't going anywhere. Like I'm not in a rush. Like I can I've been making clothes and sewing and stuff like that since I was a little girl. So it's nothing to me. And I just encourage people to educate themselves, um, especially in the fashion business, because education rules the world. The more you learn, the less you will spend and the less you'll have to pay somebody else to do. So the intake everything that you get and then you know, honestly, you utilize the internet, but if you really want like a mentor and you really want someone to guide you and really give you like the keys to do this or that, you have to pay for it. I had to pay for it myself. I had to pay for my business coach. I had to pay for the creative direction. So I often find that people want to get information for free, but it's just like that's that person's time. That's their expertise. You know, that's something that they either went to school for or that they did their own trials and tribulations of wasting money in order to get there so you cannot expect to get free information at all times I give out a ton of free information on this podcast. I give out a ton of free information on my Apparel Consulting page as well. However, if you need personalized attention and you want your own personal goals, you do have to pay for those things. And I promise you, I am living proof that they pay off. Nothing that I have paid for thus far in the past year that I thought that I couldn't even afford didn't work out for me. Every single thing, business coach, creative direction, Hiring a team and hiring a team is very, very scary because you're like, how the the fuck am I going to pay these people, you know? But it helps the business flow. And then those people come up with amazing ideas and great ideas that you may have not even thought about. So putting things into a different perspective also is extremely, extremely helpful. So... Want to so take one second and acknowledge another one of my sponsors, Toby Solutions. Um, they um, are you a person who loves Instagram and wishes to make a profit on social media? Whether you are already an influencer or thinking about becoming one, you need to check out Toby Solutions, they take influencer marketing to the next level with their social media insight service. I know numbers aren't the most interesting thing, but Toby Solutions makes understanding social media metrics really easy. They send you a monthly report to your email that simply tells you what's going on in your social media account without true, without like all the confusing jargon. Not only is it a game changer for your brand, but it's also super affordable at twenty five dollars a month. Influencers from one K followers to one million followers can take advantage of this valuable tool, and of course, we have a discount for you. Use discount code BlackInFashion. For 50% off your first month of social media insights. And for f- more information, you can check out their website at Um, Or if you're ready to sign up, you're going to click the link in the show notes when you're actually watching this. This episode actually comes out on Wednesday. I'm just giving you guys a sneak peek today on Sunday. So I do want to... Um, I, since I am live and I don't go live that often, if there's anyone who have any questions when it comes to like the whole business thing or business set, definitely if you need me to repeat any names while you guys are live, just let me know. If not, um, it'll definitely come out on the podcast on Wednesday. But like I said, my biggest piece of advice is to escorp your name and put everything underneath that, whether you want to own a media company, a fashion brand, consultant, education, you want to be an author, a writer... Whatever you want. Just give yourself one Supercorp and then you can file all your LLCs underneath that. And then just cross those LLCs. Like everyone should be paying each other for something. Um, and then money, you should be donating as a your social responsibility and giving back. You should be donating to charity. Why, why shouldn't it be a charity of your choice? Your own charity, which actually gives back to a cause that you care about. So that's advice number one. Um, Get a bank account for each one of your businesses. Every single one should have one. I have three different bank accounts for each one. Well, technically four. I have four different bank accounts for each business. And let those businesses... Create like a little system where you take out the money that you have to pay for taxes, you know, a certain amount a month. Take out your operational expenses, and then you can utilize operational expenses and then like a savings and like your tax money to pay people. And then make sure you have all your business affairs in order. Get you some business credit. Make sure you actually register with Dun and Bradstreet as well. Um, What else? get you a mentor or a business coach. Um Tiana Von Johnson was mine. Um, she has the millionaire the millionaire club. I think Sierra from Love and Hip Hop now has a money making like mentorship club and stuff. How often do you meet with your business coach? Does she serve as a daily accountability partner? No. Um I spoke to my coach once a week or once every two weeks. And you as far as daily accountability, that's on you. Like you really have to be self motivated and a self started. Um I utilize the heck out of my planner. I write goals for the entire, for each quarter. And then I write goals each month. And then I write goals each week. And then I write goals each day. And then I scratch them off as I go through it. So you have to create the bigger goal first and then create tactics and control methods underneath those goals and actually to get them done. Typically, you start with the things that don't require any money. So those are the things that you can knock out first, the things that can be done without, like they can be done for free. And then you start getting into the stuff that actually has to make you money. I didn't have any startup money um, for any of my businesses. I just had to educate myself, learn everything, get the resources, and then just start offering up my services and what I could do for people and that money. Of course, as I made money, I just put it back into the business, put it back into the business. So you don't necessarily need seed money. You need seed money for products. That's why I said, about services because services is nothing but education so if you think about education you don't if you learn something you can easily teach somebody else that and that's really the only thing that I did um and then I learned how to sew and then I started making things and then I started selling them to people so you don't necessarily need seed money you need education that's why I'm going to keep throwing education back out there because if you have that you can do so much more with it because I know how to sew and I know how to pattern make I can make products and sell to make money. Because I went and I learned tech pack development and production logistics and all this other stuff, I can now teach that to somebody else and develop multiple businesses around that. I can now write a book to teach people how to do those things. I can now do a workshop to teach people how to do those things. I can now use that money to make um, merchandise that says the quotes and things and stuff like that. So, like, Think about those things for sure. Um, That definitely is going to be like my biggest, biggest piece of advice, um, hands down, and just continue to do your goals daily, but also mental health check yourself daily. Every morning I meditate, I sit still in my stillness, I work with my crystals, um, I write in my journal, I have multiple journals, um, and I got my journals from the Happiness Planner, and my journals are Mindfulness, Healing, Anxiety, Resilience, and... Self-love and then love and relationships. So I write in these things daily just to keep myself balanced. And I think that when your head is clear and you're at peace and you're balanced and stuff, it's easier for your thoughts and your creativity to flow. Spend some time by yourself. I just told you guys I went on a whole birthday vacay by myself. All I did on that trip was read books, write in my journal, and make sure that my thoughts were clear and that I was at peace. And I feel even more at peace now coming back. I got home really late last night and I got up this morning and it was just like go time. I had 396 emails last night and by 10 o'clock this morning I had zero. I sat there and I went through every single one of them and I read every single one of them and I responded and I wrote down. So it's about not being lazy. Um, It's about just having that that, that self-start mentality, you know, if you have that self-start, and I know it's easier said than done, it's also okay to not do anything. Like, there was the couple of days before I left for my trip where I was checked out, and I didn't look at emails, and I didn't do anything, and I sat on the couch, and I just want you guys to know that that's okay. It's okay to not have everything together at one time you don't have to have everything together you can definitely spend a week if you wanted to just like laying on the couch and not doing anything because it's okay you cannot judge your success and your self-worth with um Honestly, with productivity, like don't do that because then you'll be end up being too hard on yourself. And I have definitely been that to myself in the past year and had nights where I couldn't sleep and nights where I cried and I just wasn't I wasn't together, you know, and I'm just dealing with a lot of different, you know, things, you know, coming from, you know, used to working for someone else and trying to figure out how I'm going to pay my bills, pay my studio. I opened up a studio. Now I have, you know, rent over there and I have, you know, a, you know, light bill and, you know, supplies and internet and stuff like that. And it's like the same cost as my rent. So it's like double the money going out of, the, you know, going out every month. And I'm OK with that because I know that that it's going to get done, you know. So uh <laughs> it's, it's going to get it's going to get done. And you just have to keep keep the momentum up. Even take your time, but keep the momentum up. Have a day to yourself. I've done that. It might be a Monday where I'm just like, you know what? Saturday and Sunday wasn't enough for me. I need one more day. One more day to sit in here by myself and figure things out. And just constantly be analytical. Don't be, don't be, what am I looking for? It's okay to change shit, pretty much is what I want to say. Um, I have changed my business and policies and procedures and dynamics of the business at least seven to eight times within the past year because as you grow, You learn things, you know, and then you read things, and then you have team members. So just be completely open to adjusting as it comes. If I have to change my business every week, it's going to change every week. I'm going to do whatever I need to do to make sure that it runs afloat, you know. So if you got to do that, then you got to do that. So I, you know, hope that that was inspirational. Um, I hope that that was motivational and that it helps people understand that you ain't got to be perfect all at one time and that it is a process. But when it happened and you and it click on, it is it's gonna go full throttle, you know. Like and my mind changed once I got laid off. So it literally was just like, all right, now don't go foul for no unemployment. And I got laid off before COVID. Um, COVID hadn't even hit yet. I got laid off because um, our good old fellow friend Trump. Asshole um, Had 15% Tariffs coming Out of goods Out of China And I worked For a China Import company All of our Goods are made In China So um, I know That um, <laughs> a lot Of people got Laid off Because of the Pandemic But it's just Like get get Your mind right In all honesty Like that's the Best piece of Advice that I Can give And don't Self-sabotage Because we do Have a, a tendency To do that Like and to Like feel like You can't do it Or you're not Doing enough You are doing Just enough believe that and you are enough and believe that as well I beat myself up a lot over the days I sit around and I have to remind myself I've run my business for 20 years so down days are acceptable you absolutely right they are down days are acceptable you know so um if not if there's no more question I just want to talk about my last sponsor which is amazing um one Hope Wine um, is the wine that gives back. So any purchase you make um, goes towards a fund, a particular cause. Um, like all of their Chardonnay goes to fund like breast cancer. And they're also um, a partnership with my nonprofit for profit the Black Girls Designer Club, where we... Um, They've had tables at our Black and Fashion podcast, and any wine you buy off their site, it goes and profits young girls in the Black Girls Designer Club for mentorship, scholarships, and resources and stuff like that. So, if you own a non for profit or anything like that, you can definitely get in touch with One Hope Wine. They'll definitely be um, a great resource to have, um, and then they can set up different wine tastings and raise money for like an amazing, amazing cause. So, just to recap. All of the sponsors for the Black and Fashion Podcast are black-owned businesses. You got Sunny D Travel Club, so make sure you book with them. You have Elite Candle Club, which they smell absolutely amazing. You got Toby Solutions that does Instagram marketing and analyzation, and then you got one hope wine. So definitely make sure you guys continue to support Black businesses and continue to learn and grow as entrepreneurs. Um I'm actually launching online courses um, towards the end of this month so um, that I love the one-on-one personalized learning experience. However, I know that I need to get the information out there more and that um, there's a lot of, to me, programs out there and online courses that don't teach you shit. And I actually want to be able to give you enough information that you're actually going to be successful. So that's the thing. I think it's only locally though. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, so what else? And I my book should be coming out towards the end of February. Um, it's called A Life Design and it's definitely gonna get more into depth And just about, you know, my experience and, you know, moving to New York and how I grew up and just like a lot of things in there that I think are gonna be super duper inspiring and you know, just kind of let you into like you know like my world and you know what I've been through and just to know that you know I'm probably just like a lot of you guys out there and that I've been through ups and downs and I've been through probably more than you would ever know but you will never be able to see it because of the way that I carry myself and the way that I do things so I hope that that was inspiring for everyone and if you guys don't have any more questions um I think I'm going to close out for today, so I hope that everyone has an amazing, amazing Happy New Year, and I hope that you guys continue to build your businesses and believe and bet on yourself. I know if the COVID didn't teach you anything, COVID taught you that you best to have multiple strands of revenue. So I'm going to say it again, increase your mindset to think about how everything can be a business and how you can completely 360 anything that you love and create it as an entire lifestyle. You make money from lifestyles. Okay. So think about how your consumer and what your consumer list. Oh, that's probably what I wanted to say. Yes. Okay. Do Whoever, As a designer or whatever you sell as an entrepreneur, break down your customer profile, what they listen to, how they shop, how they spend their time, how they work, what they work, do they work out, and create services and products based around that. What they listen to, for me, uh, podcasts, because they're a designer. Oh, okay, uh, what do they buy? Oh, they buy handbags. Oh, because they like nice things. Oh, they want to learn. They're going to come and get their education from me, like stuff like that. So think about it in that aspect. Break down your customer and think about every single thing that person does day to life and how you can create a product or a service around that so that you can keep them as a loyal client and they will come to you for everything, Okay. So on that note, I hope you guys have a wonderful week. Um, I hope that you guys stay motivated, break out your daily planners, write down your goals, scratch them off, and just be the best you at all times. Meditate, be one with yourself, journal, read, and just keep your mind open and at peace. So on that note, as I always say, stay black, peace out. And I will see you guys next week. Deuces.